Thank you for joining The Collective today. The Collective is a storytelling podcast interviewing hairstylists and makeup artists. Thank you so much, Yvonne, for joining me on The Collective. My pleasure. I love the name of The Collective. So right there you had me. <laughs> yeah, so it's a perfect, perfect word that we both love and and share. Um, I, you know, I, these podcasts, every time I do the interview, I always start by asking who you are and, and that's where we're going to start today. So who is Yvonne? You know, I, five years ago, wouldn't have been able to give you a, a, a short answer because I was still finding her. But today, Yvonne is a makeup artist, global educator, and uh, an inclusion activist. That's what I spend most of my time doing, who I am is an artist who has a passion for the community, the collective, and uh, who is very into wellness and the inner creative. And so a lot of the teaching and the work that I do stems from who I really am, which is that inner creative and all the tools that I've been able to gather along the way to be the best version of that, of who, who that is. So I guess that was a long answer but it's okay. <laughs> so what I do and who I am, you know, it's two different questions. So what I do is I'm a makeup artist. I'm a professional makeup artist for 20 years. I'm a global educator and an inclusion activist. So how did you get to this point? How did you become, become this? I know it's like, it's been a long journey. The makeup stuff started, you know, like I said, professionally almost 20 years ago, I had always drawn and painted on things. People, canvases, walls, whatever I could get my hands on. Um, but where I came from was a very small town and very humble beginnings. So makeup artist wasn't like a thing. So I didn't even figure that part of it out until way later. But I always wanted to create. And uh, I ended up, you know, really following that passion and trying to figure out what that meant for me, which landed me in the beauty industry, in the makeup industry. Uh, I was able to you know, do everything from major global beauty campaigns, travel all over the world with, with beauty brands, including Marc Jacobs Beauty and Makeup Forever, um, stand on stages all over the world next to like the most incredible people and uh, share artistry and inspiration with young artists on behalf of brands. And then most recently, you know, travel the world with fashion as well. So working as uh, an assistant to some of the biggest fashion names in the world in beauty in makeup and uh, doing all the couture stuff. So I filled up a lot of cups over the years, but it was not the easiest thing to do. So obviously there was a lot of growing and evolving through that time, through all of those experiences, finding my way through the corporate world and then into the freelance space, finding out what that took and what it, what I needed to do. Um, and it, it really helped to cultivate and mold me into who I am today, which is, you know, that title that I gave myself because it is a multi hyphenated title for a reason. I'm doing a lot of stuff these days. I'm doing a lot of public speaking these days as well. And so it's, it's kind of funny. You never know. Hindsight is 2020. You, you, you connect the dots much later, but, um, because I have been so focused on global complexion and beauty work and, uh, trans and non-binary and non-conforming beauty and what that looks like. I've been really fascinated with kind of pushing the industry forward the last few years. And so that's where it really landed me now in this space where I'm able to have these conversations a lot more often, which is very exciting. It is exciting. And, and I can hear the passion, like the, the passion in your voice, just radi it's just radiating, um, which is so inspiring and, and 
and motivating. I don't know. It's beautiful. Like you can just hear how passionate you are about this world that you're in. So I, you know, I, so we both, um, use the word the collective in some, Mm -hmm. in some part of our lives. So tell me about your, like the creative makeup and the collective that you've got going. You know what, Brooke, the coolest thing is that you even have the collective and the V looks like the font from the creative makeup. Like, I don't know if you ever connected that dot too, but it's I, so crazy. So as the second I saw it, I was like, okay, the collective, the collective. I, I talk all the time about collective consciousness as well. So I'm like, okay, we're all on the same page here. We want to create safe spaces for the beauty industry uh, to be able to be authentically themselves. And so I was like, yes, the collective. Um, that is something that I've taken my, and I say my brand, but I say that very loosely. The creative makeup is something I started a couple of years ago. I do have some products. They're very creative products. They're all rainbows. They're basically meant for the eyes, cheeks, lips, body, whatever you want to do with them. I believe that beauty should also be non-conforming and that anybody should be able to play in the beauty space. So all the makeup products I make are really for creatives and people who are enthusiasts and people who are pro artists who know how to use rainbow palettes and, and do things with them, obviously. Um, but it really is the sense of play and taking back this genderized, this, this beauty standardized thing that, you know, I was a part of, and I, and I touched on it a second ago when I was saying, you know, I was really disenchanted with the corporate world of the beauty space. And it was because I didn't want to be a part of the problem I was seeing. I was seeing a lot of women specifically being told to fit into a certain box or a certain mold uh, based on beauty standards. And because beauty standards were running rampant within the beauty industry, obviously, for years, most of them trickling down from decisions that people made that aren't even of our gender. And, you know, and these Mm -hmm. are things that are still kicking around. So I was like, I can't sit in front of a woman and agree with her that she needs to change everything about her face because that's what the beauty world told her anymore. I can't do this. I'm going to take it back. I was like, I can't, I'm going to talk about highlight and contour as symmetry and balance. It's all art. It's all yes. fine art. Essentials. And that's where the creative makeup was born around that time where I was like, the world doesn't need another lipstick. The world needs love. The world needs beauty as a, an outlet of self-expression and self-exploration. And so the creative makeup was born in a way to support creatives of all backgrounds and all experiences, whether you're a professional makeup artist or not, to be able to explore the world of makeup. And obviously this is something that's much more topical now, but even a few years ago, we weren't even really having these conversations. And so it was really just leaning on art and then the creative makeup became an umbrella. And then in the jobs I was getting, and as I moved through my beauty career, keying major campaigns for, you know, tons of beauty brands, including like Revlon. I did Becca Cosmetics for years. It Cosmetics, Givenchy Beauty, One Size Beauty, Danessa Myricks. I've worked with all these brands for years. They're my clients. So I know the ins and outs of what this industry looks like from all sides now because I'm a freelance artist. And it was my passion, like you can hear, to make sure that in all these spaces that I was showing up in, I was able to have these conversations about how wrong it is to genderize and make one type of person feel some sort of way and the other people have them completely left out. And so the inclusion specialist, the inclusion piece came in because I was having these conversations at very high levels and and happy to have these conversations because they needed to be had and I continue to have those. So. I say all that to say now the creative makeup has turned into the collective and it has allowed me to sort of create an umbrella where 
I can groom, educate, sell products, do everything, run my own business, my own, it's an S-Corp now, and I'm actually grooming artists to work for me because on these campaigns, I need people who speak my language mm -hmm. to work in these positions. I have groups of, you know, anywhere between four and six assistants on these big jobs, and I need to make sure that we're all coming in at the same level. So the Creative Makeup Collective was born because I was like, it's, these are topics that are very important that need to be expanded on within the beauty space, and because I do... Uh, have so much uh, ability now to stand on a platform and have the ability to talk to people like you and share this point of view and share these experiences that I've had, um, I take that very seriously and I take that with a lot of responsibility. So, you know, I decided to make the collective, um, the Creative Makeup Collective, something that I didn't have to charge one person a lot of money, like the traditional education yes. thing. <laughs> And and obviously the world of social media allowed me to have access to more people without me running around and burning myself out all the time. So the collective was born uh, back in November and it's been going three months strong. We just celebrated three months every week, a different topic live with yours truly. That's exclusive to the membership. And then one on one to make sure that these people are staying on track with their makeup journey. So people are coming in at all different levels and experiences. Some people are brand new to the industry. Some people are veterans of the industry and want to be revamped and reinvigorated. And I'm teaching everything from how to run a beauty business uh, to freelancing to fashion show, beauty, makeup, body painting. You name it. It's in there. It's 12 weeks worth of education. And I just added some more classes. It's just, I think it's the future of education because there's so much confusion out there. And I want to clear all that up. So yeah, so it's a, it's a way to streamline the information and to make sure that we're moving this industry forward in a good way. <laughs> so I, I, I love all of that. And I'm going to kind of, I'm going to kind of pivot a little bit. So I, when you were talking about the logo, so the creative makeup and you've got the V is the inverted triangle. Um, was there any reasoning behind that or was that just a like just a graphic decision when you were coming up with the logo? Oh, so, well, our logo, like obviously back when it first started, it was my mm -hmm. wife and I and we were uh, we were really incorporating a lot of wellness into what we were doing. And so I really like the font because it reminded me of sacred geometry. OK, <laughs> yeah. So it's funny. So the the inverted triangle V for the collective is also the the elemental sign of water right and so and so that's kind of the um my whole thought process on that was like water is healing and it's about regeneration and change and receiving and stability and dreaming and all the things For and so sure. and so that is why i had incorporated the inverted triangle so it's um i don't know it's beautiful that the two kind of mirror each other um yeah, in that sense I mean, it's it's a pivot, but it's a great segue into the wellness piece and, right. the, you know, how important it is um, to continue to talk about topics that I've been able to bring up in the last few years. So what I didn't even touch on is that last year I got to be on a show within the world of wonder where I got to use artistry to express myself in a way that I was allowed to talk about really hard hitting topics like mental health stigmas and sexual abuse. And so mm -hmm. it was a, it was actually the good word is pivot. It was a pivot for me because of all the healing work that I had been doing. And I decided that I didn't want to have any more 
facades. I didn't want to be only the highlight reel. I needed to be more authentic and more open with the community and the collective of people who, you know, I already had a pretty good sized following and had been standing on stages all over the world for many years before I got on this show. But again, I was giving everybody the highlight reel. I was going from country to country to city to city and being and trying to make it look aspirational, which is the same thing I did on these stages within these traditional educational platforms like the makeup show and the powder group. Mm-hmm. And you're worn out and you're tired and you're, you know, not getting paid what you should and there's lots of different things going on behind the scenes and you're trying to make it look good, but for who? Right. I really started asking the question, who am I? working for right now like who is this really benefiting here i am really this is all at the sake of just me it's just little old me having to promote this and do that and and everything so the wellness was really important because i wanted to break away from these spaces and these things and these other experiences that i knew existed within the community and how heartbreaking they can be Um, and particularly while we move through topics like global complexion like black women needing makeup shades that didn't fit them until recently you know these are conversations Mm -hmm. we're having and they're they're not just makeup conversations they're human conversations we're having human conversations about accepting trans people in the beauty space (laughs) accepting as if it's a question do you know what i mean right right conversations we're still having and so there's a lot of there it needs to be a safe space. There needs to be a safe space within that because we can sit and listen to beauty stuff all day long. But what's really happening on the inside is that we are all little sensitive souls. We're all creatives who grew up and decided we wanted to paint on people and we're usually empaths and we're taking on all of the energy of the person we're working with, the people we're surrounded by. And we're, we're really kind of, those types of people. That's who we are. We need to honor that and we need to protect that and we need to protect our energy because if we don't, then we end up, like I was saying, burning ourselves out. I learned all these things the hard way and getting in spaces where that you're not necessarily protected. And so the wellness has always been really important um, within this as far as the collective and the community. And even furthermore, these days, being able to work within the Paul Mitchell school system because of being outspoken and talking about these very uncomfortable, traditionally uncomfortable topics because they are stigmatized topics. And now I get to stand on stages with Paul Mitchell on behalf of something called the Andrew Gomez Foundation, which was set up in support of a young man who took his own life, who's also part of the LGBTQ community, who's was in the beauty space, who suffered from things like depression and anxiety caused by things that are terrible for self-esteem, mm-hmm. bullying, right? bullying that exists still within our community. So how can I stand on these stages and talk about these topics and how important they are to me? Because by the way, I've lost two cousins to suicide, one who is also gay. So I'm not taking any of these things lightly. And when I stand on behalf of, of to support something like that, and I talk to a group of young students who are so lost in this community and so vulnerable to the things that are out there. And I talk to them about imposter syndrome and bullying and things that heal the inner artist and how important that is before you go out and try to be the big boss on the stage and do the thing and chase the career do that but work on the inner self and make sure you're protecting that artist because that's the most important part so i don't know if you know this um i used to teach with paul mitchell (laughs) really (laughs) so so we used to do So we, um, I mean, so I, I was a big part of that fundraising world. So the Andrew Gomez Foundation, 
all the other, spent a lot of time, um, doing fundraising and going to the galas and doing all the things. And Uh I, I don't know if you remember, you, you may have ran into him at the, at the makeup show and maybe not, but Co Cosmetics has their, they provide some of the kits in the Paul Mitchell schools. Okay. And so they, he, Ali used to do, I don't know if he still does because I'm kind of out of that circuit, but he used to do the makeup show, um, yearly. Cosmetics. I didn't know they were still within Paul Mitchell. I know Muse Beauty is, of course, mm-hmm. and uh, Ultimate Face. So yep. usually I'm using those products in my kit and, a sport, of course, the creative makeup because sure. the creative makeup. So that's kind of how I got introduced on uh, introduced on the back end of Paul Mitchell School Systems. And uh, it was really just doing things through Muse Beauty because I had the brand, because I was talking about this concept. But yeah, I mean, Muse and I, so I worked with Deborah a lot years ago when I was kind of in that, um, in that world, but that's a beautiful platform for you. It's great. And yeah, that, so that connection was really nice to, yeah, I was started to work with me with the creative makeup and then ended up learning all about the amazing fundraising that was happening mm-hmm. within the school system and all the philanthropy that they do. And then they asked me to be a part of this thing, and I didn't even know what it was in support of. I started reading. And I was like, oh, my God, this is so aligned. It's like uh, this is clearly where I need to be, where I need to be, you know. Right. right. And it's not on behalf of a brand like I did all those years ago. Mm-hmm. It's, it's really speaking about something that means so much more. And so it feels completely different. The burnout isn't the same. And that's really what I want to talk about here is about finding that passion and connecting it to a purpose, because that alignment, I think, is what's really kind of getting me excited these days. It's just like really leaning into how far can we take this? How far can we throw love around? How much can we do this in the in the creative space? How much can we? you know, uncover these uncomfortable feelings that we've been sharing and not even talking about or these situations and these um, these moments where we end up being bullied within the spaces that we thought were safe. And so that's why I've been really, um, you know, like I said, transparent about a lot of things and having these conversations because I can't do both. I can't stand on stage and give you a highlight reel. Right. This kind of stuff is going on behind the scenes. And so, um, yeah, it's, it's really interesting where things are, are headed and going. I'm kind of feeling in flow right now, so I'm kind of just going with it and loving all of that. Yeah. I mean, I I think a part of healing, uh, a part of healing can be, and a lot of times is, becoming part of that advocacy too, right? Mm -hmm. Like just becoming in tune with with what you're passionate about and what you're also healing and then being able to really dig deep and speak on it. Um, Mm -hmm. Because, and, and so many times, like you said, I mean, we, you're just showing the highlight reels. I mean, we only see the gut, right? Nobody's, nobody's sharing the, the raw. Nobody's that's keeping us all, that's keeping us all in so much pain. Absolutely. And, and I, yeah, yeah. That's what I mean, I wanna, if I can leave the world a little better than what I found it, and if this is the space that I'm going to do it in, then like, I'm here for it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, yeah. I think if we don't utilize that space, right, if we don't utilize the space or our quote unquote platform that we have in front of us, then what are we doing? <laughs> yeah, if we don't use it to share or yeah. to give back. And I think that's the, you know, the one sidedness that I wasn't really feeling as well, like just in lots of different spaces. And, you know, it should be two way. And that's what I'm saying about like the mentorship with the Creative Makeup Collective is like, mm-hmm. It's not just me standing on a stage telling you to do eyeliner a certain way and then leaving and never right. seeing it again. 
I'm like in you with you through the things that you're doing homework. Like I'm looking at your makeup. I'm saying, okay, try this next time. Do this. Or let's try this completely new thing that you haven't tried at all. Oh my God, you really loved it. Let's run with that. Or social media because that scares the hell out of everyone. You know, mm -hmm. those are, I'm, I'm holding a lot of hands through that process and people are learning how to record themselves. And there's just so many topics and so many things that, that we could be doing to support the community instead of standing on stages and saying, pay me. Yeah. You know, because there's too much information already in the world that's confusing the same people that you want to nurture. And so I feel like, of course, like that my inner protector is like, okay, let's make sure that we're giving good, consistent feedback and information that's relevant, that's timely, that's recent. You know what I mean? Like all of those things are very important. If you're going to take up space to be on stages to tell people what they're supposed to be doing in their careers, it should probably be referenced like within the last couple of years. And so that's the other thing I'm not down with is a lot of these other institutions and places are having people just talk about what they used to know. And that's great. Listen, I'm the bridge. I was an old school makeup artist too. I'm 41 years old. I started in that day, but I am the liaison that believes that the next generation does need a little bit more support than what's happening right now. And so that's why I really want to create and cultivate those communities. And so people can understand that, Hey, you don't have to physically be in this one city. Where are you right now? And then there's groups of people that are going, Hey, maybe we should do a photo shoot together here. Cause we're already here. Mm -hmm. And you know, it's just, it's really, it's cool. Cause I'm allowing it to expand and grow however it needs to. But the motivation for me is clear and it's just to, you know, make sure that these things and these spaces are safe for our future industry. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I think because we, you know, we have to grow, we have to evolve. Right. Yeah. I like I'm personally I've come to a place recently within myself where I have realized that. I, I'm always going to be in a constant state of rebirth. Right. Like like we're always growing and we're always evolving, but it's even deeper than that. Like I've recently just, you know, because of what of things that life has given me and that I'm I'm growing through. I've just realized that that's just going to be me like throughout my life is like this constant rebirth. And I I almost feel like that that's what's happening in our industry. And and as it should. Right. Like mm -hmm. just that that evolution that needs to continue to happen. Um, and of course, I follow you on Instagram. And so I've seen um, your your not reels. I've seen your videos and your your posts recently on social media, and I and I think it's beautiful. And I think it's you know it's you're just you're sharing your you know however you want to say it right. Like you're you're sharing your truth, your journey, your you know like however you want to verbalize it. You're sharing, and it and it's real, and it's relevant, and it's speaking to people. Well, thank you. And that's, and that really means something because, you know, I, I hope, and I know, well, I know because it, it was scary to speak up and speak out and use my voice, but it was all I had left. I was really put into a corner where I didn't have anything else. So it forced me to cultivate and use my voice in the way where I, you know, you said like at the beginning, like you're vibrating your passion. Like I know my voice is my tool. I know my words are my power, but the fun thing is all of our voices are our power. And because yeah. we grow up in bodies, maybe because we're female, we're told to be quiet or that we shouldn't be taking up space. And it makes a lot of people uncomfortable. And so I want to inspire people to actually use their voice to take up the space that they should be taking up because we're all valid and all of our feelings are valid and you know, that's the other thing that I think that we're we're overlooking is like I was 
forced to use my voice. I was forced because I had a lot of people who claimed to be family turn their backs on me when I needed them most. And it's been really incredible and what a gift and what a gift. And then I've had people like you reach out and give me platforms to continue to use my voice. Thank you, because that's all I have right now. And it's really important for me to share these things because I know there's people listening, knowing, uh, feeling like they're not alone or going, oh my God, I never knew any of that was going on. Or, oh my God, I have experienced something similar. You know, I've, like I said, I've, I've received so many messages and emails from people do have experienced very similar awful things and they don't feel so alone so if i did that for someone then that's great if i did even more than that for someone even better or if i can change a little bit of way things are being done great even best for me do you know what i'm saying like no absolutely absolutely i greater good of all yeah i mean i in um outside of outside of the collective and the podcast and, and my professional world is i'm dealing with um addiction and overdose. And so I just had a conversation with the local school system um, last week. And I've, I've been having these meetings with um, the substance use counselors and this, you know, just trying to make, like you said, I'm just trying to reach and just to stop another parent from having to deal with this or not even deal with it, but know how to cope with it when it, when they are to deal with it. But I, I had a conversation last week and you just said something that reminded me of this conversation, but it's it's unfortunate or or for it's unfortunately or fortunately things like what you've experienced you have to experience to create that momentum right to get past that fear and create that momentum of making that change and and having your voice heard yeah yeah absolutely and i you know i'm i have compassion for you because i have not experienced that myself but i'm sure it's just teaching you a whole bunch of shit you didn't think you wanted to learn (laughs) (laughs) it 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 is but it's also like you know you're finding your voice on you know on on your instagram and then it's me trying to navigate like how exactly i am to share that voice right like it's uh it's an interesting you know just nav navigation is so interesting the uncomfortable thing that I was just referring to is like, that's the thing. That's the gift. It's, yeah. it's, it's the uncomfortable feeling. And I say this in my makeup work and my classes. If it's uncomfortable, you're learning something. It's a, sure. If it's uncomfortable, you are expanding. So chase those feelings. I mean, I, I was listening to, I don't know if you know, if you know of Bob Proctor. Of course. Actually. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I was listening to a podcast interview with him that I'm, um, listening to kind of over and over again, but he was talking about, like he said, if it's not scary, I'm not doing it. Oh, he said that. I love that. Yeah. Can I tell you the weirdest thing I had someone. So because I cleared so much negativity and toxicity, toxicity, I can't even say that word. Let me try again. Negativity (laughs) and toxicity out of my life. I eventually had all these amazing energies and people rush back in Mm -hmm. and you know, and people have been meeting me who I've known before and lost touch with, but now I'm meeting at this higher vibrational level. And, you know, and, and one person in particular who came back during this time recently sent me a Bob Proctor podcast. Uh, I'm not, even, not a podcast, podcast, sorry, a meditation. Mm-hmm. She said what she was feeling called to share with me. And I was like, oh, I know exactly who that is because I worked years ago on the secret part two. And so we ended up going to see Bob in person. This is 15, so 17 years. 
I didn't even know who he was, but it really, he was one of the people in that world, in that space when The Secret first came out and I started learning more about that, really started opening my mind to all of this. And so I've been really in practice, practicing all of those things that you're listening to for all of that time. And it, for it to come back now and you just reaffirm that, I mean, it's really kind of the core of everything. You are in charge of your own destiny. Mm-hmm. You have to own that. You have to use those uncomfortable things to confront and move past and develop new habits and new beliefs. You know, you have to train your brain to like know that it's going to be okay after on the other side. And it's scary to use our voices when we've been quieted. It's scary to speak up and speak out about things that have been stigmatized. Yeah, Trust me. I think. Well, and it's funny with Bob Proctor because, you know, when The Secret, when the first one came out and the book came out and all the things, like I was super into it. But then yeah. I've like, I've gotten so many other places since then right like spiritually and, and oh, yeah. growth wise and then yeah, that was just the crack right that was yeah yeah okay now it's on <laughs> and then so I started taking this um I it's just a three it's like a three-part workshop called the energetics of money and yeah. so um for whatever reason I was drawn to take it and I it's part of Ben Shen which I which I love which is kind of this world of kundalini that I'm a part of but um so yes, I, was, I love all of this <laughs> so I was like Please. I will. So I was doing the energetics and she shared a podcast of his uh, interview with, with Bob Proctor. And I'm like, Bob Proctor, Bob Proctor. And I'm like, ah, oh, the secret. And I'm like, that's where it all started for me. <laughs> yeah, that guy. Exactly. Yeah, so I funny. Same. Yeah. Same. And it just came back around. So the meditation she sent me, I was like, okay, I'll sign. I, I like, I'm a goal setter. So I was like, okay, mm-hmm. I'll do it for 30 days. See what happens. What do I have to lose? I do breath work three times anyways. I just switch out one of my breath works for this breath work. And it's been incredible. I'm on day eight today. Amazing. Yeah. And I, you know, something else I've been using, something for anybody who's listening and wants to go deeper into the wellness piece, Fit Mind is an app that I discovered this time last year Ooh. when really things started happening. And it's like the coolest app of like teaching you basically how to breathe and meditate again. And, and this guy's like really cool because he combines neuroscience with like information that he's gathered over the years of these so-called Olympians of meditation, like these yogis. And so, and he gives you a lot of lessons you learn and then you put it into practice and it's different types of breathing it's different types of meditating and you go really deep. It's very, very in depth, Whoa. but it has changed my life period. Okay. I'm going to download it because it's the world that I'm in. So I'm like, I'm going to send it to you because they just give me like a 30 days for free. I can send it to anyone. I sent it to my little brother, got him doing it. He doesn't know what breath work is. (laughs) I love it. It's amazing. And it really transcends a lot of people and and experiences. Even if you don't know a lot about this, it's pretty, uh, it it builds some nice fundamentals to, because a lot of people are like, oh, I can't meditate. I can't still my mind. I'm like, that's the whole point. (laughs) You got to teach yourself a muscle you got to train it and then it gives you benefits that you can't even imagine like connecting to your divine source right <laughs> and finding your path and all of those wonderful things that i'm finally getting the benefits from from doing this for years and that's why i feel very in alignment right now with what's happening with the the the, the towers that are falling around me i'm very comfortable with that i know it's it's the time it's supposed to be happening i know i'm meant to be talking about these things i'm only speaking my truth and so there's I'm untouchable. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah. I'm, just, I'm just talking about so, me. I'm just talking about the shit that you did. So, I mean, sorry if that's uncomfortable, but. Well, and we, yeah. and we both know that however they, whoever they are, feels, it has nothing to do with you. That's on them. 
That's exactly right. You know, yeah. um, and you said the towers are falling. So which reminded me of a tarot card. Right. So then I have to tell you, I pulled a card. Um, I pulled a card this morning before before we jumped on and I pulled the six of swords. Oh, okay. And so and so I don't know. So for anybody who doesn't know what the six of swords means, like what the message is behind it, it's just transition, um, like rite of passage and relieving releasing old baggage. And so that's yeah. So that's the card that I pulled this morning before we jumped on. And I'm like, oh, this is perfect. Right. Like, amazing. oh, my God, I love it. <laughs> much we got to put that up somewhere on the podcast you have like visuals you can put up that's so good I should I should totally do it but yeah so that was the card I pulled and I was like oh it's pricked it it just fits right you know and in the tower too I referenced that when I was talking to someone the other day about you know the age of Aquarius and this collective consciousness we're moving towards higher vibrations we're moving towards falling down and so this is just one more piece of that do you know what I mean it's like the tower, it's like the structure, it's like the imprisonment that was keeping me hostage. It's all breaking. And I'm just like, oh, yeah, of course that's happening. That's what should be happening. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's beautiful. So we actually, like, dro- I dropped out of the meeting. The So I'm hoping it didn't, I'm hoping everything we recorded before I saved. Have, yeah, I have 33 minutes recording still. Oh, so. perfect. Okay, good, because that made me a little, like, my heart fell. <laughs> I was oh, like, no. <laughs> I was like, no, but no, I think I, I think the tower oh, is an astrology lesson. I know. <laughs> I think, um, no, I think the tower is falling is, is exactly what it's supposed to be right now. You know, yeah, totally. 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 And we're, moving towards, we're moving towards this place where we can vibrate on a higher level, where there is less pain and less places where we're holding ourselves hostage. You know, because yeah. that's what that card is about, too. It's about holding ourselves there and, you know, and deciding to leave that behind. You are in control of those minor arcana cards. You can be the one to choose to free yourself from those prisons, from those fears, from those things that you're like, oh, I don't want to talk. I don't want to speak up about this because the community is going to blah, blah, blah. Or I don't want to do this because imposter syndrome, imposter syndrome, blah, blah, blah. Those are all the things that that's what that card is also talking about, right? Mm-hmm. You have the choice to release yourself from that. But as creatives, we keep ourselves there and we keep ourselves small sometimes. Um, and so that's that's the other part of the work that we are here to do. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. It is. So you've also got so you've got um, your new series going on with education, but then you also have a retreat coming up. Yes. Oh my God. Okay. So the wellness retreat, admittedly, I think I'm going to move it. So I, you know, I'm like, it's going to be summer. Yeah. Because I think it's, it just needs a little bit more time to bake because I haven't been having as many of these conversations. And so that's okay. Everyone's very excited. And I did find the perfect space for it too, uh, where we can introduce like color therapy into some of the workshops because the space that I found has color themed rooms. So, Uh. you know, if you're trying so this is basically wellness and, and artistry. It's about inner creative. It's about exploration of everything we're talking about. It's workshops, not only in, in manifesting and in, you know, all of the things that we're talking about today, but literal things that have you painting on canvases and just running towards some of those things that we say, oh, I'm going to paint someday. I'm going to. No, this is about exploring your inner artist and just being and humbling yourself to that to that divine thing that calls you to explore and to be proud of that and to honor your brushstroke as an artist. Because when you start to do that as an artist, you start to 
it will flow over. It doesn't matter if you're a makeup artist or a hairstylist or someone else in the community. If you are creative, you can connect to this because this is about core work as an artist, as a creative. Um, <clears throat> a few years back, I was lucky enough to attend uh, a weekend long training, master training with someone named Mike Dooley, who's very much in the same thing that we're talking about, like the secret. It was uh, infinite possibilities training all about the, the power of manifesting. And I learned so much there that I've just been able to share with friends and family over the years and within these small groups, of course, if you've seen me on stage, I'm usually infusing a lot of this into what I talk about. Um, but I just thought, you know, this world needs wellness and healing and we are all in so much pain. So why not create a space to honor that, uh, to, you know, feel some good feelings and incorporate art and wellness and manifesting into our lives as we start the new year, as we look at our careers, as we reevaluate what we're doing in our lives. Um, a lot of people are moving from one career to a next or following their heart after the pandemic when they mm -hmm. realized everything about their lives and they wanted to change it. So, you know, there is a lot of this inner work happening for so many people. So I just wanted to create a space to honor that. Uh, I have a chef who is going to be cooking the whole weekend and everything will be, um, plant-based so you just feel like a general wellness there's going to be a theme party as well on the saturday night where we will come as our future selves um which is again all about manifesting and really just feeling into those feelings of abundance and what that is for you and what you're trying to bring into your world so it's a little deeper than a traditional artistry retreat but definitely something that will fill every creative and that all, all the information is on the creativemakeup.com too uh, but yes, like I said, I think we'll move it one more month. So that will be updated by the end of next week. Oh, beautiful. I, I, it's, I don't know if you've had time to, I don't even know if I've got it on online connected to the collective podcast, um, page on Instagram or not, but like the collective umbrella, when I, when I first started like feeling that this needed to happen and finally started putting it in, um, is education, healing and the podcast. And like trying to marry those three together and specifically within our industry. So the fact that you're doing this, I just, I'm like, just, I love it so very much. <laughs> I'm just like, I cannot even tell you how much I love, love, love that it's all, that it's all happening, um, yeah. kind of because in this realm. You're called to it too. Like yeah. a lot of us are right now. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, it's such a, it's such a beautiful thing. And it's such a beautiful thing for us to experience right now, especially in our industry as a whole. Um, you know, and yeah, a lot of and, and true community and true yeah. support and all of that. And that, yeah. and that, and that's it, right? Like, tr like what you're saying, like authentic community, not just superficial. I want to make money. So let me jump on stage community. Right. right? Yeah. So it's like getting memory. a little bit. Yeah. Like yoga, like breath right. work. Right. Like, like, find a community, yep. like, truly, like a tribe of people. And, and, so, and that true yeah. energetic connection, you know, like. You know what it's like to go to to a show or go to a class and just feel like, well, I'm I'm here and I'm learning, but I'm not really connecting. You know, like you might connect with like one person while you're there. Maybe that's what it's meant to be. Maybe that's why you're there is to connect with that one person. But just kind of in that in that world of like not feeling like you're energetically connected to um, everybody that's in your presence, right? So to be able to like find that and help the community grow in that. 
Yeah, that's the beautiful. worst feeling ever. You know, on the way to Texas last week when I was doing the Paul Mitchell tour, um, we were delayed, so I started listening to the TED Talks podcast that was like free on the airplane. Mm-hmm. And it was the guy who took over for TED Talks, so he was basically it was a, it was a like twelve part series of the what it takes to make a great presentation, a great speech, a captivating speech that means something to your audience, that means more than just selling something and the things to stay away from and all those yucky feelings that you're saying like when the energy isn't there or when it's really just all about the person on stage and that you, mm-hmm. can, feel that. you can feel that as an audience and honestly being in schools right now trying to keep the attention of these younger generations who are just like two seconds and they're gone like mm-hmm. you cannot be coming in with that kind of energy like you got to connect you got to do something that means something. I I just feel like that's our responsibility to be leading these groups and be leaders in these spaces. We really have to honor all of the pieces. And that's a big part of it, too, is like, how am I moving this industry forward? How am I helping these people? How am I connecting to them? That should be your responsibility as a presenter. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. And you didn't know that you should probably go watch that TED Talks. <laughs> <laughs> that actually sounds like a good one to watch. It's awesome. I, it's awesome. I made so many notes and I really reevaluated even like my obviously my presentation and sure. what I was going to say. And I think it really helped me connect to people in a different way. I, it was brilliant, actually. Yeah. Yay, TED Talks. <laughs> I know. It sounds beautiful. I'll have to go in. Because then you start as you're listening to it, you're like walking through your own presentation, you know. Exactly. Yeah, exactly beautiful. that. Mm-hmm. So, so what else is going on? What else is on oh, the forefront? On? Oh my God! Every day is a new day. Every day yeah. is a new day. Really focus on the collective, the next steps of that. Uh, other than that, I have some travel coming up. I'm going to do some more um, schools with Paul Mitchell in Denver and in Phoenix in March and April. I will be at DragCon in May. Um, which is very exciting with the creative makeup. I'll be there doing makeup again. Um, it was so fun last year. Obviously, the world of wonder was so amazing to me, and it was just like such a fun time. It's just all makeup and dragon art. Um, but yeah, I will be continuing to move things forward as I can. I have some secret projects on the horizon, lots of beauty stuff coming up that I'm not allowed to talk about. But yeah, lots of <laughs> lots of cool stuff coming for sure. That's exciting. Do I have yeah. I have um, one last question for you? If you were having a conversation with Yvonne 10 years ago, so 2013, uh, what would what would you say to her? What would that conversation be like? Oh, I love this. I love this. I, I skimmed over that in the email. I was like, hey, I don't want to think about it too much because it's better when it's just like impact. Sure. Yeah. The first thing I wanted to say was run because that was the year I met my soon-to-be ex-wife. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. That's the first thing that came to mind. Oh, I would just say, you know what? You're going to be okay. You're going to be okay. Because I was still in a lot of trauma back then. And I was running, running so hard, so fast. And I was like a global artist. Like I was at the top of my game, but I was in a lot of pain uh, because I hadn't confronted the PTSD and the trauma that I experienced when I was younger yet. Mm And so I was just getting into that. That wellness piece was really starting to seep in. I was like, oh, God, I got to face some of this. And so I really started, like I said, peeling back that onion and looking at it. And then uh, but at that point, I was unsure. I was running. I was moving from Toronto to New York City. And I was just going with what I thought was right. But I was terrified. And so I think I would have just given myself some reassurance to be like, just follow what your heart's telling you because you're on the right path. 
because everything I did brought me here. And so obviously everything was divine. Mm -hmm. But I needed I needed someone in my corner back then. Well, I needed someone even now, but I really didn't have a lot going on then. I was in my uh, by myself in Toronto for 13 years. So I left home very young. And I had like made it to the point where I was getting a work visa to be moved to New York City. My dreams were coming true. I was scared shitless. But I knew that if I got to the bigger city, I could do bigger things. And so I just was chasing what I, you know, what I could. Yeah. Yeah. That's beautiful. Turns out I really love this city and it was always calling to me and I'm definitely supposed to be here, um, you know, 10 years later. But yeah, that's where I was. And I love the timestamp that you gave me because it was an interesting time. I haven't really spent a lot of time thinking about, even though it was pretty pivotal, moving from another country and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't give myself much grace back then, as you can tell. <laughs> I was just like, go, do the job, do the thing, be better than anything that you've experienced, run, you know? Right. So, and and it worked. And then I was like, woo, five more years later, maybe I should pump the brakes and do some healing. And then I really got into that. So here we are. Yeah. And it's, 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 it's like what you said, it's all divine timing, right? Like it's all going to happen when it's supposed to, and it's all going to work out the way it's supposed to. Yeah, for sure. That's the journey. Isn't it fun? (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, yeah, that could be a whole five more podcasts. Yeah, I think we need to have five more podcasts. Thank you so much for chatting with me. I love talking about these topics. Obviously, like you said, I'm very passionate about them and they mean a lot. So thank you for creating space um, for this and for everybody else who needs to speak. And yeah, thank you for what you're doing. I appreciate you. And you too. Thank you for all that you're doing because I know, I know, I know, I know how hard it can be and how scary it can be, but know that people are listening and it's helping, you know, you're supporting people every day. I feel you. Thank you, friend. (laughs) Do you want to share, you want to share any of your social media handles, website? If you guys are still here and you want to get to know me better, you can follow me at Yvonne the Artist, Y-V-O-N-N-E, the artist, all one word, on all social platforms or at The Creative Makeup, which is, as you guys know, my company. So, uh, yeah, everything's there. The links to all the websites are on those pages. So those are the two most important ones. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us. If you liked what you heard today, please give us a like and follow us at The Collective Pro.